I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service, Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E.com slash ETM. Go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. <laughs> I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money. And today we have an entrepreneurial spotlight, Corey and Parker, who are both millennials and they run an awesome company called Evolved Finance. In case you've been living under a rock lately, there are so many millennials right now that have just booming online businesses that are making so much money um, it actually just blows my mind. I mean, there are some millennials with online companies that are making a million dollars a year just by selling products and writing blog posts and all sorts of crazy things. And um, credit to them. I mean, it is a remarkable business model that keeps evolving. But as you can imagine, all that cash, you got to have a plan, right? You got to know what the heck to do with that cash. And so Corey, who actually started Evolved Finance, he loves numbers. And there's no better than somebody who loves numbers to help people who are actually making the numbers. 
So Corey started Evolved Finance with his wife. It's actually a bookkeeping service. And I know that doesn't sound too sexy, but you know, bookkeeping really is just about helping you create a solid plan and manage your money that you're making in your business. So just like I help people on the personal side, they help people on the business side. And so I I thought this was a really cool story to share with you. Um, They're going to talk about their entrepreneurial journey, uh, kind of the ups and downs of running your own business, um, and also, you know, finding this really unique niche where they only work with online entrepreneurs, which is really cool that they've been able to develop such such a unique niche and really create a company around it. But they're also going to share, you know, what are some of the people that are making um, all this money? What are they doing? What are they seeing with their clients? And they're going to talk about some success stories. So even if you are not running a business online, I hope you enjoy this podcast and I hope that they inspire you to find your own unique niche. It is so awesome to have you on the podcast. Um, You know, I think we're kind of approaching the end of the year, and this is really the time where I start getting all these questions about taxes and really where it's okay to start talking about the subject of, you know, tax. I mean, this is obviously something that most people don't like to, to chat about until it gets up to that time when they go, oh my gosh, you know, I actually should start to figure all this stuff out. But I think what's really cool, Corey, is that you actually started a business revolving around taxes and and bookkeeping and all sorts of kind of cool things that you're up to. And I'd love to hear your entrepreneurial journey of how you've got to evolved finance and kind of what is the premise behind your unique, you know, business structure? Yeah. So, um, well, about about 10 years ago, uh, I was in college um, and working for an attorney in uh, Los Angeles. And I uh, kind of fell in love with numbers. I realized that I really liked to, to work with numbers, but I took an accounting class and realized I didn't necessarily want to be doing accounting work. Um, and I, I expressed this to my then current employer that you know I, I kind of had an interest and wanted to learn more about her numbers. Um, and uh, basically, she within about six months, she hired me to be her bookkeeper. Um, and, uh, and it was, you know, it was, it was, uh, you know, it it was definitely like kind of serendipitous because I I had just figured out that I like numbers and she was like looking for someone to take over her bookkeeping. Right. So perfect timing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and at that same time, she was starting a new venture, um, serving online entrepreneurs, um, and lawyers, um, to basically coach them on how to be better business people and, um, how to better run their businesses in general. Um, so I got immediately thrown into the entrepreneur world, entrepreneurship world as well with her. And, you know, after, Working with her for maybe a year or or maybe two years, she um, she she I guess realized my potential and then decided 
to start referring clients to me. Um, and so she started giving me, when she started giving me new clients, it's I was like, oh, there's this business idea here. I can work with, uh, you know, online entrepreneurs um, and I don't have to, you know, go work for a big accounting firm or something like that. I can just start my own business. Um, and, and so I did. Um, I started Evolved Finance uh, about, about eight years, nine years ago now, right around there. So uh, it's it's been, it's, that's kind of the short and sweet version, but it all kind of just kind of happened. It was kind of... Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Isn't that the uh, isn't that the best way though? I mean, I, I, I found that, you know, I, I share with my listeners all the time. I started my first business when I was in college and you know, I've done lots of things since. And some of the things have worked and some of the things haven't. And the ones that haven't have really felt like I was trying to like push myself in a direction that I was like, ah, yeah, this isn't really going to work. Um, mm-hmm, or this mm-hmm. really isn't me, or this is, you know, uh, what people want me to be and, and not really line up with my skill set. And so I think what the cool thing about what you're sharing here is like, like you just said, Hey, I love numbers. And you got really inquisitive about, you know, how does this all work? And then it just sort of not to sort of, uh, you know, uh, quote the title of your company, but it just sort of evolved. <laughs> from, uh, from it did. <laughs> evolved finance evolved. Yeah. See how that works? <laughs> exactly. And I think that's really, you know, something that a lot of people, you know, a lot of listeners who are like struggling with career or maybe wanting to start their own business or things like that. There's a lot of lessons there that I think you can learn about, you know, being really true to like who you are and what you're good at. And you're a perfect example of it just happened more or less. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It totally just happened. And then, um, and then about, about two years ago, um, well, it was probably more like, yeah, about two years ago, about that. I yeah, started talking to Parker, um, about my business and he got really interested and I had already built it to be relatively successful. Um, it, it was certainly a, a sustainable business for my own personal income and my wife's income as well. Um, but he, I saw potential, uh, in him and I, and I definitely, um, I, I definitely knew that Parker could really help me. And so we started talking and exploring ideas about how, you know, how we could work together. And, and Parker, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. I mean, I was just going to say, I think what's really unique about Evolve Finance and, and something that I think is really unique about all of our uh, customers too, is that um, we really found a niche. And I think that's what really interested me about Evolve Finance and about what Corey and his wife had put together uh, was because they only served online businesses. I mean, at the time, they maybe had a few clients that were outside of the online business realm, but it was an industry or, or a niche in the business world that hadn't really been serviced properly by the bookkeeping and even the accounting community. So when he told me about the business and I learned more, I was just really interested. And I kind of had a entrepreneur mindset myself, but I just had never found a business idea that I came up with myself that I felt like I could really run with. And I was working a full-time job for a major corporation. And um, you know, I, I had a steady job, but I was ready for ready for a change. And I felt like it was an opportunity. Um, you know, the Corey and I were going to have a lot of work. What we realized, um, you know, looking back is we had a lot of work to do in order to uh, get the business to where it needed to be in order to support my payroll and uh, and support the payroll of uh, new employees as well. But um, 
again, it just kind of, uh, it just kind of worked out in, in the sense that, uh, we focused on what we were good at. We were focused on what the business was already doing well, and we were able to grow, you know, evolve finance very quickly. So I felt very fortunate, uh, for that to get involved in a business that had a really great foundation, had clients that loved what, uh, what the business did for them. And there was still a bunch of untapped potential that I was, uh, able to help kind of uh, help us tap into. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Tell me about that, that, that sort of moment, you know, because the, you know, entrepreneurs like myself, I mean, this is all I've ever known, right? You know, I always joke that I'm allergic to fluorescent (laughs) lights. Um, (laughs) but I know there's a lot of people out there just like you, Parker, you know, who worked in the corporate world and, you know, are either, you know, debating whether to leave that and do something entrepreneur or are completely uh, scared to make that that leap. So tell me a little bit about just like that that kind of journey for you. What was that process like? Yeah. So, um, it's interesting. My, my background before I got into the corporate world was I was actually, I was actually a musician in LA and I was working a full-time job for a small consulting uh, business in the auto industry. And, um, and it was actually a cool company to work for, but I wasn't interested in it. I was interested in, in the band and being a musician and getting my music off the ground. Um, so by the time the band broke up, I was actually ready for stability. I was ready to get into the corporate world because even though I had a full-time job, I was also living this entrepreneurial lifestyle and being a musician uh, is really feast or famine otherwise. So when I got into the corporate world, I kind of got a job at my dream company. I was a, um, uh, I was after a specific company in San Diego that I wanted to work at and I got the job. I worked there for five years. I had unbelievable learning experiences and had just in general, very, very cool experiences at that company for how short a time I was there. Um, but what I quickly realized, like I think a lot of people, um, is that you know there's a little lack of freedom there. I uh, wasn't super fond of, I guess, the bureaucracy and the politics and the hierarchy and all those things. Oh, what are so, you talking about? That does not exist in the corporate world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I think even though I, I, I you know, Corey's, real, I think a lot like you, Shan, she, he was, he's been an entrepreneur ever since he was a teenager, essentially. I, I mean, he never, you've had jobs, right, Corey, but you just uh, never worked one, for a big company. I've only had one, one job, one official job working for a surf shop. <laughs> yeah. That was my first official job. And I, oh, I guess that's, that's not true. I worked for, I worked for the lawyer as well, but, um, that was also brief. Yeah. And see, for me, um, the band was the closest thing I had, I had gotten to. So that, that the thought of not having to deal with other people deciding what my future was going to be, because I could work my butt off at the company, but if an executive didn't like me or uh, a leader that I had aligned with in the company left, and then I had to start from scratch with a new lead, there's just so many variables that just I didn't like, and I missed about being in the band. So I think for me was, I was looking for opportunities. I think sometimes uh, people with their full-time jobs go, all right, I need to find the perfect opportunity. And I will say, looking back, Evolve Finance has definitely been um, an unbelievable opportunity. And I'm so glad that um, I jumped on it, but I don't think it would have been the opportunity I would have imagined for myself. Yeah. But you mean you mean Parker? You, you didn't think you'd be doing bookkeeping for a living? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a, just anybody short of Corey. Does anybody <laughs> dream of bookkeeping? I mean, there's got to be some of you out there, right? <laughs> well, and I think right. that's 
And I think that's a perfect example because for me, I chased the music thing and realized that being a musician, as much as I loved it, is a ton of work. I have family in the music industry and I know they love it, but they'd also say it's a ton of work and a ton of sacrifice. I chased after my kind of dream corporate company. I was a big golfer and it was a golf company. So I was working in the golf industry and I was just felt so lucky to even have a job making a, actually a decent living in the golf industry in San Diego, in Southern California. I mean, it was pretty awesome. But what I realized is that, you know, whatever your passion is, it turns into a job if you're able to, if you're able to make a living from it. And, um, what I realized it was more about my lifestyle and my income potential and really enjoying who I work with and feeling like I had some semblance of control over my future. And so for me, um, the opportunity, whether I was passionate about it, didn't really matter because I knew I was passionate about business. Um, I, I knew I wanted to work with Corey because we get along really well. And I thought the business was just a really great idea and had so much potential. And even though bookkeeping isn't particularly the most sexy subject matter or sexy business model, um, it's been absolutely fascinating. And Corey and I get to work with awesome entrepreneurs with really successful businesses and get to help them with their businesses while also learning a lot from them in the meantime. So it's, uh, you know, like I said, even though it's not particularly sexy, it's been, uh, an awesome experience so much. And, and I think Corey and I, you know, Corey would agree that we really love what we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's awesome. Well, and, and any business that's making money is sexy. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, very true. that's a good point. <laughs> exactly. So like, let's, let's talk about the reality of making money online because, you know, this is obviously a trend. I mean, we, we can't go anywhere online without being hit by, um, either people are making money on blogs or, you know, they're making money on courses or they're making money on eBooks or products or, I mean, it's just, it's everywhere, you know, and this is really like a, it's kind of like a millennial revolution, not that just millennials are doing this, but, um, you know, I think it's millennials really who have kind of helped push, um, this concept along, but you know, what, what's working, what are you seeing that, that, you know, your clients are doing, what are the business models like where people are actually making money and be able to leave the corporate world and and do this online stuff full time? Yeah. So, our our clients have a, a wide breadth of different types of businesses, but Corey, I think it's probably safe to say that education in some form is kind of a common thread throughout a mm-hmm. lot of our clients, right? Yeah. Yep. So I think what is what has become very obvious to a lot of people, because I think the old school entrepreneur mindset would be I need to come up with a physical product. I need to make something and then I'll sell it. Um, or I'm going to provide a service, which to be honest, uh, the evolved finance business model is a little more old school because it's bookkeeping has been around for a long time. Uh, it's a service-based business and service-based business models are, um, you know, not particularly, um, innovative in any sense. But when it comes to our clients though, um, they all have unique skill sets or are very good at something or proven, um, their abilities in something. And then they put together material and content uh, build an audience around that content and sell again courses and ebooks and um, coaching programs and all the things that you're you're, you're talking about here, Shannon. And, and they range from um, 
you know, personal coaching to business coaching to, I mean, we have a sports coach who literally uh, does uh, uh, very specific sports coach type stuff. So um, it's really, I think, been interesting to see how um, the internet has allowed people to share knowledge in a way that's uh, never really been possible before. And with, I think, how expensive it's becoming to get an education, and uh, I'm not saying like necessarily online courses are a substitute for um, you know a degree of any sort, but if you want to learn how to be good at something or learn a skill set that maybe before you just wouldn't have had access to, now all you have to do is hop online and you can pretty much get access to any information you want. And our clients have done a very good job of kind of taking advantage of this, this new trend. Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys have any like, uh, success stories that you can share? Are there any like particular clients that kind of stand out that might be good examples? I mean, I know I have a couple, um, and I know Corey, I'm sure you have a couple too, but the one, uh, one, uh, person that we work with and, and, and I'll plug, I'll get, do a plug for her just because, um, I, I consider her a friend and I think uh, a lot of people would be interested in her story, but her name is Mariah cause. And she was essentially kind of, uh, she was a musician as well before um, she became an entrepreneur and was essentially like living out of a, out of a car for a while and was living in punk houses uh, as a punk rocker and then got into, uh, started a blog revolving around uh, building uh, kind of small campers and making them eco-friendly. And she built a six-figure business around uh, essentially a blog that teaches you how to make campers. Like it's so specific. It's such a niche uh, thing that she she right. kind of was teaching about. Uh, she built a six-figure business. And then from there, she became a business coach. And now she has a very substantial business and does very well, well for herself because she was able to show that I can literally start from nothing living out of my car and build a really successful business. So she's the first one that comes to mind for me. Yeah, she, she, she's the one that comes to mind to mind for me too. Um, I, I, I think she's actually like the, the perfect example of, of, of what, what we've seen, you know, just across just evolution of, of entrepreneurs, uh, that come come into evolve finance and, um, have, have really started from, from nothing. <laughs> the majority of them are, are sort of rags to riches, uh, stories. It's yeah. Really, really interesting. I, yeah. I totally agree. I mean, we even have, we have another guy that we work with who, um, had a full-time job, didn't really like it. You know, I think probably the more typical story and he was recording modules for his course, for his first course, um, in his car on his lunch break, I think either on his laptop or on his phone or something like that. And that's how he started his business with, was with, you know, taking any free second he had um, to build content, to build his his course and and do everything he needed to do to eventually start the business that now more than covers his his lifestyle and, and does very well for himself as well. So, you know, it, it's all these very inspiring people who wanted to change their situations and instead of just talking about it or thinking about it, took action on it and, and made it happen. I love that. Um, so obviously, you know, working with all of these, these entrepreneurs, these online, um, entrepreneurs that are, that are just going from rags to riches, you know, what sort of tips do you have maybe to listeners who are like thinking about starting a business? Is there any kind of a punch list that maybe you could run through? I I have one, um, off the top of my head and that's taxes. 
the majority uh, the majority of of new clients that we get that's what well, I can't say the majority but probably a good portion of them um, have some issue uh, with taxes not saving enough for taxes um, and sort of being shocked and that's a, that's a big reason they come to us because they're like I, I how do I you know how do I reduce my tax liability here um, what do I need to do to you know make make my business more tax efficient um, and how do I prevent this from happening in the future uh, so Definitely, you know, in, in general, we, we we advocate for our clients to be saving between 20 and 40 percent of their profit, um, putting that in, the, in a, a separate savings account to save for taxes, because um, the last thing you want to do with your business is, is have it fail because you owe the IRS um, a, lot of money. a substantial <laughs> amount of money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because the, the the issue the issues don't come up when you're starting your business and trying to get it off the ground. The issues come when you actually start making money. And sometimes, uh, for you know, especially for our clients, if they have early success, a lot of people don't really know what to do with money in a business, um, and they don't realize how much they should be saving for taxes, or they just never had to think about that because they've always been an employee. They got paychecks. They never had to worry about putting money aside for taxes and things like that. So, um, so that I, I agree with Corey. That's a very common, uh, occurrence that we see. So if you are thinking about, you know, you're starting a business or you do have a, a business, even if it's a side business, as soon as you start making money, put money aside for taxes for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just I always tell people, you know, regardless of whether you're you're running a business or I'm just such a proponent of uh, saving money um, because I mean I I know I can share stories myself when I first started out, you know, on my first business ventures and I didn't save enough money and I thought, oh my god, you know, and you got credit card debt and then you got to pull your way out of it and so I'm always like super honest with my listeners about like, hey, you know. I might be an expert, but in my past, I've fallen into some of the traps or made some of the mistakes. So, you know, if, if, if you can take away anything, even if you if you can't hit that 20 to 40 percent mark, I mean, gosh, even if you could save 10 or 15 percent, whatever you could save, you know, do it because you're going to put yourself into such a better position going forward. Yeah, well, and that's and I think what a lot of entrepreneurs don't understand is how much their personal finances affect their ability to run their business or start a business. So for instance, in Mariah's case, um, she didn't have a lot of personal expenses. Uh, you know, she was living on very little income and had very little expenses. So whatever money her business brought in, she could either invest back into the business, or even if it was just a little bit of money to start with, it was going to cover her immediate needs versus I think someone who does have a lot of debt or has a lot of high expenses, maybe a big mortgage or anything else. That's why it can be so intimidating about, you know, thinking about transitioning to running uh, your own business because the thought of having to generate enough revenue to cover your expenses uh, can feel a little daunting. And that's why I think the the one thing that all of our clients have done a good job of is making sure that when they start their business that they're doing something that's going to provide real value to their customers or to their students or to their clients, like real value that they've, they've at least tested to some degree that people are going to be willing to pay money for. Um, because if you do have something that you know people are going to want to pay money for, it, even if you're making a good living with your full-time job, you can get there. But uh, everyone we've worked with has had to make some sort of financial sacrifice at some point 
in order to fully transition to their business full time. Yeah, and yeah, I, would, and- I would imagine that with, with with a lot of these entrepreneurs that you work with, you know, we we hear the success stories, we hear, you know, the people, you know, six figures a month, you know, we hear all of that kind of chatter out there. But the reality of being an entrepreneur is is there is some up, there is some down, and there is an ebb and a flow that I think probably you guys more more than anyone, you know, you you see that with a lot of your entrepreneurs. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we we see all the trends, <laughs> the 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 ups and the downs. Um, and 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 one thing that that I, I will say is that even even um, when 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 part when when we when Evolved Finance brought on Parker, um, Parker took a huge pay cut to come work with us um, and to sort of made made that gamble to come into the business and and help us. Um, but obviously there was there's you know there's long term benefit to making a huge cut in pay, um, and and that's you know flexibility and freedom and and ultimately. At the end of the day, you're going to hopefully make more money than you make on your day job. Um, so, you know, but but in general, yeah, business is up and down all around. It's 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 there's yeah, it's 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 kind it's, of crazy. It's it's not from the faint of heart. That's no, for no, sure. it's not. I it's mean, not. I, I do think there's some people out there who love the security of a job, and that's totally fine. Like that's totally cool. But um, I know that for some people out there who do have a, that entrepreneur mindset, they're not afraid to take a little bit of that risk. They're not willing. They're uh, they're willing to cut back on expenses and their you know personal finances for a while in order to uh, get something off the ground. So I think ultimately, um, you know, if you do want to start uh, your own business. I think you just have to be honest with yourself about, you know, your ability to take on financial risk, your ability uh, to push yourself in terms of, you know, like that other client of ours did, working with every free hour you have to get your business going so you can at least start side revenue on top of your full-time job. I think just whether it's a sacrifice of time or a sacrifice of money, um, if you can accept that and accept it early on, really anyone can can get a business off the ground and, and, and get to the place that our clients have gotten to. Yeah, that's awesome. I I call it the gut check level. I have to mm-hmm. uh, t- to do it on myself often. <laughs> yeah. um, so, what is kind of the last question as we wrap up? I feel like we could talk forever, but um, what's kind of the future of of evolved finance? Where where are you guys going from here? Well, for us, and I think a big reason uh, Corey and I decided to work together was, um, you know, we have a, a really stable client base. We work with unbelievable uh, businesses. So for us, we feel like we really have that side of our business locked down. So a big piece for us is a lot like our clients just because we've seen our clients do well with it and because this has been sort of an underserved part of the entrepreneur market or industry as uh, we actually put together our first course that teaches entrepreneurs how to manage their money. Uh, within their business. So uh, the course is called The Shift, and that's something that we're going to really be focusing on in 2017. Uh, We launched it for the first time in October of this year. So, you know, building our audience, providing more free resources and content for um, the market that we serve, uh, that's really going to be the next big step for us next year, just because, you know, our business has grown word of mouth. Uh, Corey, before I ever got into the business, uh, Corey built a great reputation for Evolve Finance. So we haven't really had to do a lot of um, marketing uh, outside of just our clients sharing our info with other businesses. So for us, it's really, you know, like I said, building that audience and making people aware of what we can offer outside of just our bookkeeping services. 
All right. So as you can see from Corey and Parker, you know, you don't need to have the sexiest business idea or be in the sexiest niche to have a really quality business that is doing really cool things. So that is our entrepreneurial spotlight for today. Please follow me on Twitter at Shauna Game and Instagram at millennial underscore money.